When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, back to another episode of Causeway Street with your favorite three hosts. All right, my name is Joe Sway. I'm joined, as always, with Ducha and Joel. After a one-month hiatus, we are back. A little vacation. A little vacation. I mean, we were, you know, we didn't want to jinx the Celtics. They were playing so well, so we figured, you know what, let's see how this plays out. If they make it into an eighth or seventh seed, we'll, we'll come back, and that's exactly what we did, right? Well, I mean, that on We're top, superstitious over here. That and on top of, you know, the uh, nine feet of snow that the uh, yeah, right. in Boston area has had. We are just waiting for everything to clear up to get back yeah. and, uh, and record our newest episode. So because of it's been a month and because it's been so long, uh, we got a jam-packed show for you, all right? We're going to be talking about, of course, the playoff race that's going on in the Eastern Conference. We'll also talk about um, Jared Salinger and his conversation with Jack McMullen about his, uh, you know, weight problem and how he's... Uh, yeah. Love Jack and Mac, by the way. How he's going to be... Uh, yeah, how does Jackie get people to open up like that? You ever notice that she's she, like she Oprah, gets the exclusives? Dude. Yeah, she is. She like really Oprah. is. She's like Oprah for uh, for NBA you know, players. You know, you know what it is? That's exactly what she, it is. It's like, she doesn't interview people. She just has a conversation with them. Yeah. Right. So, and then it turns into, it. like, them opening yeah, up. Yeah, it turns into, like, yeah, about their childhood. And she's just right. like, I, I just asked you about, like, you know, your weight problem. And you got into everything else. Right. That's exactly what happened. And, of, and of course, uh, we'll, we'll do our, in case you missed it, at the end, you know, talk about the last, uh, what, month or so, everything that's been going on. We'll, we'll wrap it all up for you right at the end of the show. But before we even get into all that, I'm going to bring in our very first guest on Causeway Street. Um, we did have, we've had a guest before, but he was uh, one of our, one of, one of our own. He was, he's on our staff. Um, this time, we have Chris Villani joining us. Uh, Chris is a host for WEEI, of course, on Sundays, and he also is the host of Sports Town on Herald Radio uh, from 1 to 4, Monday through Friday, guys. Chris Villani. What's up, Chris? How you doing? I'm doing well, guys. Just got finished with a uh, little 21-minute WEEI show after the Red Sox game, so I'm going on a full day's work and heading out to dinner. <laughs> oh, there you go. Just getting your money's worth there, huh? 21 minutes, huh? So, uh, Chris, of course, man, I got I got to ask you flat out: Do the Celtics is this is this going to happen? Is this for real? Do they win this dog race? Do they do they get the eight seed, seven seed? What's your take, man? Well, how how are we gonna how are we gonna see the Celtics in a couple of weeks from now? What's your prediction? I, I think the odds are probably against them a little bit. It's part of math challenges. We're still seeing, and it's the product of a young team and a part of a young NBA coach, 
an inability to, to really close out teams consistently. Yeah. Um, you look at the way they played, even in some of their wins, allowing leads to slip away, not being able to just finish teams off, execution in a late and close situation. I think that stuff's been helped a lot since the Thomas acquisition, and I think his absence was felt in that department uh, when he was out after the after the tailbone injury because he's just the guy who wants to have the ball in his hand especially when it's one of those situations where somebody needs to make a play late in the game. But that's still one of the areas where uh, they need to grow and they need to develop. And it's something that I think will happen over time, but it's something that, at least in the short term, might work against them getting into the postseason. And I just think it's incredible that, and I even thought about it last week, they, they had a flat game, wake up the next day, and I'm mad about it. I'm mad that they squander yeah. an opportunity to get another game. And then I stop for a second and say, wait a minute, so so chris let's let's say we do make the playoffs i know you sort of say the odds are against them but let's say they do sneak into whatever six seven or eight spot who do you want? What? Who do you want to see in the first round? Who scares you the most? Now, let's not be. Let's not play any games. Most likely, the odds of us winning a series is very, very slim. But who do you want them to play? Well, they're, they're not moving on. I don't think it, they're likely going to be the seven or eight seed. Uh, Atlanta, Cleveland, doesn't matter. They're not beating either one of those teams. But to, to play the game a little bit here, um, you want to avoid Cleveland. <laughs> I think that's the obvious choice. I know they're a team that. Uh, struggle or struggle over the game of the season to kind of come together and gel. But since LeBron came back from his injury, I, I really didn't think we could say it, but he played himself into that MVP conversation. He's not going to win it. I think it's either a Steph Curry or James Harden discussion. If you can take your pick and cash out your choice among those two and Russell Westbrook in there as well. But the fact that LeBron has been able to play himself back into that conversation showed that to me at least he's been the best player in basketball the last two months. I just don't think you want any part of that whatsoever. So even though they have won a lot of games and are a team that a lot of people are still not believing is a really good team, Atlanta's probably the favorable option between those two. If they went to the sixth seed, that could be a bit of a different conversation. I don't see the Celtics winning around in the postseason. Um, I think just the experience, even if you guys don't get the playoffs, just the experience of playing games that matter down the stretch is going to be huge to the development of this team, to grow the breath, even the coach. So it's already a success. You can check that off. If you want to dream about them making money series, you got to hope they play their way all the way up to 16 and, and whatever you do. I think you want to stay away from the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, I'm a dreamer. We're winning. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Wishful thinking, right? <laughs> Hey, Chris, this is Joel. Uh, I just want to uh, touch upon uh, Brad Stevens real quick. How do you think he's been doing so far, not just this season, but overall in his you know, season and a half, almost two seasons as an NBA head coach? What are your thoughts on that? You know, I was skeptical of the Brad Stevens hire at first. I had nothing to do with Brad Stevens. Uh, and it came out of nowhere, if you guys all remember. Brad Stevens was being talked about it. When did he move on to that big, high-profile college job? Like, when did he become the next coach at Duke if Chef team was done? So Rich jump to the NBA was a huge surprise. Um, but that said, you know, how can you not be thrilled with the job that he's done? And the track record of college coaches coming to the NBA has not been stellar overall. But a lot of times, 
you find the guys that have had big-time success, the John Calipari mold, and they're great recruiters, but maybe don't have the ability to adapt their X's and O's coaching styles in the NBA, or maybe just aren't great X's and O's coaching. Uh, Rick Pitino is another guy, again, high-profile, the guy that was winning national championships, getting to the Final Four with multiple programs. Brad Keaton is a different kind of coach. He never coach one and done the Butler. He had to turn Gordon Hayward into an NBA pro. He had to turn Sheldon Mack into a borderline NBA pro. Those are things he had to do as a coach, dealing with guys for two to three to four years. So I think his ability to coach in game, his ability to develop talent, and most importantly, and this is by far the most important aspect, his ability to want to learn and adapt his style to the NBA, which you guys all know is a lot different than college games, has made him a, a phenomenal fit to this point. Now, the caveat here, and again, I just sort of look at he's not being obvious. How is he going to react when the standard changes? When it's not just, hey, we're thrilled because we're talking about Celtics maybe getting into the postseason, but now we want Celtics to Celtics just be one of those top four seeds, get a home, uh, mm-hmm. a home court advantage in the first round postseason, be that kind of team. How is he going to react? How will he continue to evolve? If you're basing it on the early return, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be able to do that and be just fine. But there's still a question that remains to be answered. And at this point, at the very least, he's bucking what's been a pretty consistent trend, guys. Do not have a lot of success going from college to the NBA. And so far, it's so good for Brad So you think now with the uh, this young core that the Celtics have, is it because of the the chance to make the playoffs that they're in? Or just overall, Brad Stevens just has them. They've gone. He's gotten their players to just buy into their to to his system or buy into whatever he's selling. Is do you think that's that's what Brad Stevens has done with this with these guys, or it's just because they have a chance to make the playoffs, they're just going all in? No, I, I think I think your your point is exactly right. I think it's, it's all about buying in, and Brad Stevens' system is very player friendly. Something I think Thomas has talked about a lot. Uh, he didn't play in a system like this in Phoenix. He didn't play in a system like this. For two of his years in Sacramento, it's really only the year he played for Mike Malone, his third year, uh, yeah, his third year in Sacramento, where he played it in this kind of an open system where trust the guy to make a play, uh, really had a lot of trust in players in general, a lot of ball movement, a lot of motion, and he thrived in that system. That was his best statistical year. He averaged more than 20 points a game. And, and the guys have talked about it a lot. The system they run, that Brad Stevens run, they like. They buy into it. They believe in it. They want to run it. They go out and play for it, guys. And that's, and that's what it's all about, especially in the NBA. If you get guys to really buy in, and you've done that, you're going to have a lot of success. And I do think the playoff drive, it's going to motivate them a little bit. You're an athlete at that level in any sport. You want to win. You want to compete. And if you're a guy like, uh, like Jay Crowder, who, who's talked about Jay Crowder as being much of anything in the NBA, but he's been able to carve out a role, make a little bit of a name for himself, that has got to motivate you. So I think that's a part of it, but most of it goes back to, I think, the, the first point you made, which is Brad Stevens, his system, and these guys really believing in it and enjoying playing it. All right, Chris, so Jackie McMullen um, put out an article a few days ago talking about a conversation that she had with Jared Sollinger about his weight. Um, now, Jared Sollinger, of course, is nursing his injury, and we're not going to see him until uh, next season, but uh, he talked about how he's, he's lost about 10 to 15 pounds. Um, he has a goal in mind to lose to knock off weights. Um, Danny Ainge has chimed in about it, talking about um, his career going long-term and how if he really wants to make a 10 to 15-year uh, career out of 
out of his you know out of his tenure with the Celtics or whether it's somewhere else that he's going to need to lose the lose the pounds. Um, what does that say about Sellinger? If so, do you think that's going to be a problem next season? Do you think that's going to be something that's going to be linked with Jared Sellinger? You know, having having a hard time gaining weight, and if that's the case, what does that say about his future in Boston? I don't know that he has a future in Boston, to be honest. And, and he likes to be able to get those uh, the weight situation under control. Jared Sellinger, when you think about it, is really the highest touted player the Celtics have as a prospect coming into the NBA, you have looked at as maybe being the best high school player in his class in the country. Mm. Uh, and it, it's safe to say that despite some moments of promise, that overall potential is not quite pan out the way a lot of people want to scout might have thought it was going to pan out. I think Brad Stevens right now has got a collection of players that he likes, the style that he likes, and we talk about the system and guys buying in, you got to have everybody buying in and buying into that kind of system. Uh, the NBA and, and the NHL is both similar in this regard. You can have two teams that play such a different style at times. It almost looks like they're playing a different game out there, like a different sport. And with the Celtics, I don't think it's a coincidence. And this isn't the, uh, I'm not starting up the UL or the Celtics a better team without Rajon Rondo discussion. <laughs> right. The Celtics are a different team without Rajon Rondo. They're a different team without Jeff Green. And they're only winning about 33% of their games when those two guys and Jared Bollinger or, or some combination of them were on the roster. You clear those guys out, and now you have the players that Brad Stevens wants, and they've been a more successful piece called a dominant team. You're talking a 500 record with that combination, that group out there, but it's still more about fit. And this group right now, I think, is a better fit for what Brad Stevens wants to do. So, Bollinger could have a future. Um, he, he's shown the ability to be a double double guy in the past, but. Yeah, he's got to trim down. He's got to battle that. He really did open up Jack in the ball a lot, like you guys were talking about a few minutes ago. He's got to be able to battle that team and overcome it. Mm. And most importantly, he's got to fit into what they're doing. Because uh, if he doesn't, the Celtics have shown pretty clearly that they can compete with other bigs and still be uh, just as, in fact, more successful. Well, after Ray John Rondo and Jeff Green were traded, you know, I, I looked at Jared Sondra as, you know, their biggest you know trade piece to bring in a, another another big-time player. But the thing about that is, is the, uh, the I feel like now teams are going to look at him as injury prone. You know, this is his second injury, and then now all this is coming out about his weight. You don't think that's going to scare away teams to, you know, want to take a chance on him? Uh, I think it could. I think it absolutely could, especially the weight thing. That's the last thing you ever want to hear. I mean, think about another baseball example, Pablo Sandoval. Yeah. A guy right. who's been healthy, and a guy who obviously carries his weight pretty well, and is surprisingly mobile and... I was going to say mobile, agile, and hostile, but you know, <laughs> he's got good agility. He's an athletic dude. He's a good third baseman. And he still gets the, the gripes and complaints about the weight. You know, the first walk that he hit, Joe Sway, you're probably going to be on the board. I'll take the call. It'll be you know, Joey and Salty or whoever. Yeah. too fat. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it's not fair. It's not a fair conversation uh, for a guy like Sollinger, but. It's the same token, or, or for Animal or Soldier, but the same token, you know that that conversation is going to be out there. So, yeah, but is he, is he that, is he really that big, though? I mean, like, Danny Ainge, Danny Ainge is talking about putting a weight clause in his contract, like Big Baby. Is he, he's not as big as Big Baby. Big Baby was a, he was a little, he was a bit heavier than Sully, wasn't he? Yeah, well, that's a small double entendre. It's not necessarily the size, it's kind of how you use it. Oh, hey, oh. Um, if he slows down the offense, 
slows down what they're doing. Is that why he's jacking up threes? Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, and, and he's not gonna be that that kind of fit. I mean, think about a guy who gives you just lost a lot of weight, will be a terrible fit in this system. A guy like Carmelo. I can't stand Carmelo. I'm a little biased in this regard, but that player just doesn't work. He's not like Carmelo in terms of game, but the point is, a guy that just it kind of becomes more of a yeah, Villani hated that whole Carmelo talk, man. He was no, against me. I, I, I was against I that was too. For it. I was not, I was against it too because he's well, like, I was for it if it's a big three with with Kevin Love and, and Rajon Rondo. Obviously, that's all out the window now. Obviously, at that at the time, I was all about it. <laughs> no, but go, but no, but he uh, Chris makes a good point about about Sandra is how you use you know your body and sometimes you'll even hear like Cedric Maxwell for example is always like you know. Move that big butt of his, yeah, and, you know, get in the middle, right, right. And, and and like really power power guys because he's he's really an undersized center or power forward, mm. you know, because of his because of his height, but because of his body type, he can really do some damage. But you know, a lot of people don't realize he he has a hard time moving side to side. Yeah, that's just that's just that's just his game. All right, Chris. Before we get you out of here, man, MVP, who you got? Well, I was talking about before. I think if I'm doing a top five. And I've gone back and forth depending upon the day between Steph Curry and James Harden. Mm. I think Curry's had the better year, but it's hard not to give James Harden credit yeah. for what he's doing without the same kind of support because right. Dwight Howard uh, that Steph Curry has had. Curry's got Clay Thompson, he's got Bullock. They've really they've done such a phenomenal job. And Golden State is a, is a model for how to put together a team without a top five. There's no top five pick that they drafted. And their biggest true free agent, I mean, Leo is a dining trade, but Maurice Spates, a huge name free agent signing. Mm. They're a model for putting together a talented team. But take your pick between one of those guys. Uh, where's my top five? It's Russell Westbrook, LeBron, and then Anthony Davis, so I've got to go to a fifth one. But it, it's going to be Curry or Hardy. And either one wins. Uh, I don't see how anybody can really quibble with the choice. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I agree. Sound, sounds good. Hey Chris, man, I appreciate you uh, stopping in. I mean, uh, stepping in here, man, being our, our first guest, man. That's a, this is an honor, you know. Yes, thank you. I mean, this is this is could be uh, this could be like you know the first of like many stars, and you can be able to tell people I was the first guest on Causeway Street, man. It's an honor for us. It's an honor for us to have you. To have you and you know, and gracious, gracious well, with your presence. It's mutual, man. Come on, <laughs> yeah. come on, knowledge. Joel. Give us some credit here, man. It's mutual. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Host of sports. Happy to do it. Happy to do it anytime. Uh, anytime you guys want, and uh, hopefully, I'm the, the first of many great guests. And hopefully, you do much better than me next time. Oh man, we appreciate that, Milani. Well, Chris, once once again, thank you. Uh, um, and where can where can our Causeway Street fans find you on Twitter or on social social media? You can find me on Twitter, Chris Milani forty four. All right, host of Sports Town on Herald Radio from 1 to 4, Monday through Fridays. Columnist for the Boston Herald and also on 93.7 WEI. You can hear him on Sunday afternoons. This guy, Chris, is a busy, busy guy. Chris, I appreciate it, man. Anytime, guys. All right, that's Chris Villani, guys. Knows the stuff, especially when it comes to basketball and uh Thanks, thanks again, Valani, for uh, joining us. Our first guest on Causeway Street. We're stepping up, guys. You know, that was that was big. Chris Valani today, who knows? Maybe on episode 50, we'll have Paul Pierce or somebody like that. You know? yeah. Probably like Cedric Maxwell. Wishful thinking. <laughs> Cedric Maxwell. Something like Max. We'll get Leon Poe on this. <laughs> <laughs> or, or we can get, uh, what's the guy's name uh, from uh, Comcast Sportsnet, the one that Draper? does a halftime. Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> Boy. Wiggly. Yeah, man, big things, big things. But, yeah, thanks again to uh, Valani. Yes, thank but, you. But, guys, uh, let's uh, 
let's, you know, not, not to jinx it or anything, but if the Celtics do make the playoffs, let's, let's talk about it, man. Who do you want to see? Do you want to see the Atlanta Hawks? Do you want to see Cleveland? Does it matter? What do you What do you guys think? I mean, personally, I don't think it. I don't think it matters because the point of them making the playoffs would be for them to gain experience. I mean, it'd be wishful thinking to try to picture them going past the first round, right? Whether right. They, whether they meet the Cavs, whether they meet yeah. Um, so we the can, Hawks, yeah, we all agree that they're not gonna Toronto, whoever. That could be an upset in the first round. That'd be right? awesome. That'd be great. I mean, I, I wouldn't. But I mean, I, it depends on who they play, right? Yeah. I mean, if you can get all the way up to the seven, uh, six seed. Yeah. You got Chicago. You got Chicago with, a, yeah, I don't know. Toronto, yeah. I mean, I, I, I would be fine with them getting the A spot. I would actually probably. That's probably what they're gonna get. Wait, so you're, you're telling me that this team can actually win a, a playoff series? That's what you guys are saying? No, I mean, it's. It, you know what I think? It's not gonna be. They're gonna get swept. Put it like that. Okay. Unless they play Cleveland. You think they're gonna get swept with Cleveland? I, I don't know. The, Cleveland don't know. is the one t- team that I, I mean, definitely want to win the first round. I mean, Cleveland just lost to like the Brooklyn Nets not too long ago. Right, but I mean, like. This, you know, playoff it's, LeBron it's, is going to see, okay, like look last year, right? The Hornets, mm-hmm. but that was nice little team. They but, got, they got dominated. That's true, but that's, but that was the first time the Hornets have been in the playoffs in a while. Oh, yeah. You know, you have someone like Al Jefferson who was injured for most of that series. First time a lot of these players on the Hornets were in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. With Cleveland, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of like that. Besides LeBron, no one else has been in the playoffs. Okay, Perkins, but I mean, he's like third string. Perk. Like Big Perk, you know, shout out. But... With the Celtics and the Cavs, if they were to meet each other in the playoffs, I don't think it'd be like a complete domination of like Cleveland over the Celtics. Remember, Kyrie Irving, as great as he is, never been to the postseason. Kevin Love, same thing. And they have I don't think they had they they're clicking as much as everyone thinks. They're not constructed for me to make like a huge deep playoff run, in my opinion. Yeah, I think I think uh, I disagree on that. I think Cleveland most likely is going to end up coming out of the East this year. Always in the finals. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because I just, I'm not. I mean, who can really stop I'm them? I mean, there's a, there's a couple teams that could give them a run for their money, but can we both? Can we all agree that they're going to be in the Eastern Conference Let's Finals? Start. Okay, the Eastern all, right, Conference all right, maybe the Eastern Conference Finals, but come 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 out the East. You I think mean, it's think that, that easy in the Eastern Conference? Though that's the thing. Yeah, that's how think, weak the East is. You think Atlanta will beat Cleveland in a seven game series? I think they could. I think they could. If you had to put money on it, though, you're taking Cleveland. Uh, well, I don't bet, but if you were a betting man, as if I were a betting man, no, I still take Atlanta. I I mean, so I don't I don't know, they've, been, they've been together longer. The only reason Maybe. I would tip the scale towards Cleveland is because obviously LeBron. they have LeBron James. And they LeBron James play off LeBron James, as we all know, as as you know, know, fans of Celtics. That when LeBron gets going to playoffs, he can get it going. He can you know give you one of the a 40, 50 point game just like that on any given playoff game. I think given what we saw last last spring in June, LeBron's kryptonite is. A team that has great chemistry. Atlanta has that. That's their biggest advantage, and that's a very underrated thing. I would love to see the Celtics play Cleveland because I just think it would be a great, you know, TV. You know, I would love to. Well, you know how Boston is exactly. Yeah, you know, you're going to get a ruckus crowd from the Garden going against LeBron. You know, the uh, the storyline is going to be perfect because of the 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 past, and you know they have Perkins now. Just the whole thing would just be great for you know TV and and the whole you know marketing side of things. And then who knows? Maybe we win a game. Maybe we win two games. And a free agent in the summertime says, "Hey, how about that Celtics team? You know, how about those underdogs who yeah, even- who, who are on their way up and they have a they have a great coach in Brad Stevens? And hell, maybe I want to yeah. go over there and, and and help them out, or maybe me and Isaiah Thomas, you know, can can get things going and, and pick up another free agent, and boom, just like that, you got a contender. You have a contender in the Eastern Conference. Well, I mean, look how look how I mean that's a true point because I mean it didn't work out for the Hornets this year, but they were able to bring in Lance Stevenson as a free agent. Who I mean." 
he he was one of the biggest free agents on the market last year. No, he was. You know, so I mean, he was able to get there. He, he's sucked since he's got there. And right. Sucked, but I mean, but at the time, he drew was, him in. You know, yeah, and right. so so yeah, I mean, playoffs. You know, success is or getting into the playoffs is still much better now for the Celtics to do than to miss it completely. I think we're on the same page there. But I mean, if they can sneak a game against Cleveland, I think they can win two against Atlanta, and. Well, what about, well, speaking of good TV, what about if Cleveland plays Miami in the first round? I think that. Oh, be, yeah. I, and I think yeah. I think the NBA wants that to happen yeah. so bad. Yeah. It's gonna, That's what's going to happen. Because I think I think Cleveland, they're in an interesting position because they could, they could decide, you know what, we don't want to play, you know, a, a, a good team that's in a, that's coming off of, like, momentum. Like, the Celtics could have good momentum going into the playoffs. If they, you know, the next these, these next few games, if they're hot, and they make the playoffs, and they say they slip up to seventh, or you know, maybe even six. Maybe Cleveland says we don't want to face a hot team. I think that um, Cleveland isn't gonna want to play the Celtics. I think you look at everybody is looking at the and saying, "All right, I have to pick between Dwayne Wade." I mean, because still Dwayne Wade is is a if he, if he's playing in all seven games. Okay. You're right. a superstar. Right, and Trogic. Right, I mean, me, the Heat are going to be dangerous in the playoffs. Yeah, you're right. But let me let me ask you another question about the Celtics-Cleveland series, if it were to happen. What if the Celtics have a good outing? Because they do play Cleveland twice before the season ends. Yeah. What if, little, what if, what if a couple Celtics, little bad yeah. blood there. What if Celtics yeah. win those both games? Yeah, I hear you. One's hear at you. home, one's in Cleveland. No, I mean, I, I'm still, if as a Celtics fan, though, I want the Hawks over Cleveland nine times out of ten. Okay. Actually, ten times out of ten, I don't want to see LeBron. <laughs> you know I don't want to see him. Are you a big believer in this Atlanta team? I mean, I know they're a good team, but can they really come out of the East? Well, can they? I know. I the know. I know. No. On paper, they look <laughs> ah, amazing. They look. You know, this is the best season in franchise history. Okay, so then and the record looks amazing. But can they? Can they? Can they beat a team in a seven-game series? Do they have enough experience to do that? All right. So then let me let me let me play devil's advocate. What about the West? You think Golden State come out of the West? I don't. No matter how my how the best record they have, I don't think so. Yeah, I no, and I I agree That's with you. I don't. It's a good example, but it, it also is the West, though. I mean, literally, it's more of a dog. Atlanta team. has to beat one team, Cleveland, to get mm. to the finals, right? Real realistically, but you put Atlanta in the West, you're probably ranking. If you're ranking the teams in the West and you put Atlanta in there, they're probably. But uh, five, I mean, six, seven—they're gonna be. Atlanta has the best record in the Eastern Conference against any Western team. They're yeah, being, they've been Golden State twice. They've been San Antonio. They've been the Memphis. So you think that? I think if Atlanta, Atlanta comes has out of, a better chance than Golden State to make it to the finals. Yes. Wow. And, and 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 once in the finals, they have a good chance to to make some noise. It's mm. not gonna like you know make it to the final. It's like it's not like Cleveland in 07, for example, right? They they weren't had no business being in the finals. No business beating Detroit. Yeah. LeBron against San Antonio. What happened? They yeah. they got shot off. I don't think that that's not the case here with Atlanta. Atlanta's legit in my opinion to okay. go to make to break make some noise. Well, I I think that I would I would rather if I had to pick I would I would pick Atlanta. I would want to play Atlanta. I don't care. All right, let's take a step away from the Celtics for a little bit, and uh, before we get out of here, I just want to get your 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 opinion or your prediction on this. Epic MVP race that's been going on, man. Because I, I don't, I can't remember in the recent history of, of three players who are all, you know, deserving of winning this award. But of course, it can only go to one player. All right. So, guys, what do you think? Who's your MVP? Obviously, we heard the uh, the candidates. You had Russell Westbrook, who's been ridiculous in the past month or so. 
or ever since the All Star break, I should say. I don't, I don't know. I, like yeah, I said I in the last episode, before that, yeah. our last episode, um, LeBron James, the only person I've seen do something similar to this. Uh, James Harden, well, Steph, Steph Curry, who you got? The episode where we we had a deep discussion, James Harden and Steph, Steph Curry, Curry yeah. we were back and forth with that. Now you add Russell Westbrook, and I think you can even add uh, Anthony Davis, but because he's been in and out with injuries, mm-hmm. you know, he's kind of fallen back a little bit. Yeah, I feel like he's been taken out of the conversation, yeah. you know, probably yeah. about two months ago. But yeah, but and then you kind of say the same about James Harden; he's been in and out, mm-hmm. you know, with injuries. I think right now, as of right now, I'm going to go with Russell Westbrook. And his and, and his chances increase if not only do the the Thunder make the playoffs, but they go up not just the eighth, but they go up to like seventh or even higher. Yeah, I would. I would. Uh, I mean, ten, I want to take Westbrook. I mean, ten triple doubles in like less than yeah. a month. I know? mean, even if it yeah. is, even if he did have the whole season end to end, because yeah. he's been out. Yeah. You know, Harden's played like every game. Yeah. Curry's missed like he's, two games. He's, or he's played like fifty something games. Yeah, I mean, still, we haven't seen anybody play as dominant as Westbrook has. Mm-hmm. In in the in the NBA this year, yeah. I think we can say that. I mean, he hasn't had the start to finish because mm-hmm. he's been out. But right. I mean, hit the, when he's been up these triple doubles, it's crazy. You know, it's, you it's, know? it's mm-hmm. absolutely nuts. So I I'm, I would go with Harden. I have to go with Harden. I have to go with Harden. He's, I mean, it's probably gonna. It's probably like if you in the whole grand scheme of things, it should be Harden. Yeah. He's the only reason why the the Rockets are in third in the right. West, mm-hmm. and in the West too. In I the mean, West, you're right. Like Curry, yeah, Curry's been awesome. Well, I mean, they're first in the West. Are, all three of them are in the West. But right. with my the reason I would pick James Harden because that, that's the person I'm picking is because of um, how many players they've lost. You know, you look at the Houston Rockets roster; they haven't had a, their 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 starting lineup. Their you know opening night starting lineup. I think they played about maybe two games together. Well, right, all five of them. Yeah, whether it's Dwight Howard, whether it's Terrence Jones. Whether it's um, who am I, who am I forgetting here? Um, uh, Beverly, Beverly, yeah, Trevor Reza. Oh, they've all missed a handful of games, and James Harden has been, been carrying them constant. the entire yeah. season. Yeah, the entire season. No, and plus, yeah. I mean, he's putting up ridiculous numbers. I think he's right. He, We're talking about twenty eight. The amount of free throws, twenty eight points, right? I think, free throws. Yeah, and, he's gonna set some type of record this year if he. Uh, I I was reading something. He's gonna have like. The most shots and free throws ever attempted, which is he came into the garden yeah. and, and scored twenty from the free throw line. You right. Know? Yeah. I mean, if he which wasn't if he wasn't out, yeah, if he wasn't out for like a few games, I don't uh, even think he's missed any games. No, he he missed he missed a, he missed a few games. A few, but compared to a few the, games, compared but, to his teammates, compared but, to his teammates, but and he, was leading, he was leading the league in, in points. Yeah. And Westbrook just came out of nowhere and yeah, just right. snatched that away. Yeah. He's, he's second. Uh, Steph Curry, I I don't think. Even before West, um, Westbrook was doing his thing, I think James Harden was still the, the, the better candidate to win MVP over Curry because if, even if you take Curry out of that lineup, there's too many, there's too many great shooters and, and great offensive players on Golden State that they have a better chance of winning over, like Golden, over Houston. Who are, if you take Harden out, Houston probably most likely is not going to win that game. So I, I'm going to go with Westbrook. And I think what hurts him is not only that because he's only played 50-some-odd games, but because of where his team is in the West, and they, they're they're still in danger of not making the playoffs. Right. I mean, I don't know. It's gonna to be tough to give it to somebody who's not on a playoff team. But uh, I mean, that that will decide it. I think. I, I mean, mean, yeah. I mean, you look at you look at uh, Dirk Nowinski, who won it in 07, best record in the whole, in, you know, in basketball, yeah. and they got knocked out in the first round. Right. It's gonna be tight. It's a, it's a, be... This, this is a great race. It's not. It hasn't been like other years where there's always one clear cut favorite. 
maybe a second one. Right. It's always one or two. Yeah. But this one, we got yeah. three guys who are you know right almost neck and neck. Neck know? and neck. And and earlier in the season, there was other there was debate with other players like like a Gasol mm-hmm. or, or or even a Blake Griffin before he went down. So it's been all year. It's been different. A good group of players that you can say, yeah, you know, he can be in an MVP conversation. Anthony Davis again is a, a great example. But, you know, that injury bug this year has been crazy, I think, all over the league. All right, guys, that wraps up our uh, episode of Causeway Street. Uh, before we get out of here, we end our show like we always do with Joel's segment of In Case You Missed It. In Case You Missed It. Joel, what did we miss this past month? What did we miss? Well, we, we, missed a, we missed a, a shitload this yeah, we past did. month. I mean, if you, <laughs> what did we miss the last couple of weeks? You don't, week so. If you don't live in the Boston or New England area, Boston set the record for the, the most snowfall in one winter with 108 inches of snow. And counting. We just got some snow yesterday. Yeah, but just, just well, technically well, spring already. Weekend, but right. It's not spring. It's, <laughs> no, right? It's definitely not. not spring. Definitely not spring. I wouldn't be surprised if hey, when hey, blizzard hey, comes hey, through. Hey. You, know? you never know. You never know. It happened 20 Get years ago. But, you know, Boston's still, still, still winning records, still, you know, winning titles. Championship city. But, uh, you know, in case you missed it, the Hawks, we were talking about them earlier. They have clinched the first seed officially. No one can catch them. With you know eight or nine games left in the in the, in the season, they have first seed home court throughout the playoffs. It's an unbelievable story, man. My my prediction was like the sixth, fifth seed at best, and they just completely proved me wrong. And it's the same score right. from from last year. It's not like they really made any big additions. Mm-hmm. Just everyone's just stepping up. Everyone's stepping up. You know, well, Horford's been healthy, and it's just so you know we we got it. We dove into it a little bit. So you know, I think in terms of their chances, they can go all the way to the finals, in my opinion. But, you know, there's a lot of people that still have not convinced. Me. <laughs> also, Durant is out for the rest of the season. Um, yeah, foot surgery. He's going to resume basketball activities in four to six months. So, yeah, my question to you guys. Huh? I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, probably, probably uh, the Wizards have a better chance of signing yeah. than, than the Celtics do. But I'm going to be all over that. What do we think of OKC's chance to not only make the playoffs, but how far would they go if they were to make it? First round. First round knockout. So if they want to get Golden State, Golden State's gonna win it. Yeah, yeah. If you put Durant in that scenario, I mean Westbrook doesn't have maybe. Durant and right. Ibaka. Ibaka's uh, out right. too. Right, that's huge. People I, forget there's no Ibaka. Yeah. But but Kent has been a beast tonight. If a team has got big bodies, Golden State is is gonna have a tough time with them. I don't know. I don't think Adams and Cantor is enough. If you had mm-hmm. Ibaka, maybe because Westbrook could make up for a lot. But no, nah, I I can't. I couldn't pick him. And plus, they haven't completely unleashed um, uh, Bogut yet. Yeah, you know, Bogut, Bogut is getting there. They're giving him like 16, 18 minutes. When playoff time comes, he'll go, he's going to get his full 28 or whatever, close to 30 minutes, and they don't let him go nuts. And I think he's he's a very underrated uh, big man in the Western Conference because people don't really people forget about him, you know, because of all the injuries and because you know he hasn't been as consistent as he was in the past. But this is this is the year. This is the year they they're going to go for it. Um, one thing that they need from them from uh, from the shooters is, is Harrison Barnes, man. Barnes hasn't been himself this season. Maybe he can step it up, but, you know, Curry is going to be Curry. I, I, I got them winning it. Okay. Maybe six games. But All right. Yeah, I, th- I, I, take, I take Golden State. I mean, any, any, other, any other team, like maybe Phoenix would sneak in there or, or the Pelicans, definitely Golden State would, would, would win that series. But, I don't know, I think OKC, I think OKC forces a game seven, and I think, I think it's a dogfight. OKC would win it. Like, they're on that hole. They got that chip on their shoulder now. The Durant's not coming back. So they're going full force, and and, and Westbrook is going to be even another beast. They do have a deep bench, though. I give them that. Yeah. That was they they that's came up they came up big time in the trade deadline. That was that was clutch for them because you know, they have a lot of weapons with uh, Anthony Moore now coming off the bench and mm-hmm. and uh, Wade sucks though. The big man you brought up, 
Cantor, Cantor, and, Cantor, Cantor and, 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 and Adams. Like, yeah. I, I mean, who I, sucks? Who sucks? Doesn't wait, waiters is. Oh yeah, waiters been terrible for them, man. That sucks. Like, he sucks. But I mean, you got. I think that you know we talk about the bench. DJ yeah. Augustine was a was a was a yeah. good, was a key pickup for them. I don't know. I think I think it's it won't be as as a slam dunk against OKC. But that's what I got. In case you missed it. All right, guys. Big week. Big week. Hopefully, we're talking about you know Southern still in the playoff pictures a week from now because they're playing they're playing their the, the competitors that they're that they're in the, the, the race yeah. with. Control you know? your own destiny. Win these games. Charlotte, Indiana. These are the teams yeah. that you're fighting against. You're playing. This is Milwaukee. your chance to. Get some space here. I mean, Milwaukee this is now. space. You gotta make space. You gotta Beat make space. Them. I mean, you're from, getting a game on every time. From the seventh seed all the way down to the eleventh seed is only like a game and a half that separates. And then I think Milwaukee's only what three games ahead. Uh, yeah, because they've been dropping less, a lot of games. Less now, yeah. Well, well, minus like, the uh, Middleton game winner, that was a, that was a good play. Yeah, yeah, like like two and a half games. Yeah, so it's gonna be a dogfight between Brooklyn, Indiana, Charlotte, Boston, obviously. And even Miami. Miami Miami wants to go higher. I don't think they want to remain in seven. So we'll see. Guys, tune in next week. And, of course, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at Causeway Street, and also on Facebook where we post pretty much the same stuff you see on Instagram and uh, Twitter. So, uh, guys, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll check you guys next week.